Smell, it's the sense of memory and desire. Jean-Jacques Rousseau said that. We look to anatomy to legitimize the link between smells and sex. The area of the brain through which we experience smells, the olfactory lobe. It's part of the limbic system, the emotional brain, the area through which sexual thoughts and desires are derived. It was 1932 when Brill suggested that people kiss to get their noses closer together so they can smell each other or to get their mouths together so they can taste each other, since most of what we call taste is actually dependent upon smell. Back in 1999, while some of us were partying, others were examining the effects of 30 different smells on male sexual arousal. Each of the odors tested produced an increase in the flow of blood to their cocks. And the odor that did it in the greatest way was a combination of lavender and pumpkin pie. And then the study was repeated on females, assessing their vaginal blood flow, and the largest increases were from candy and cucumber, tied with baby powder, and then a combination of pumpkin pie and lavender, and yet another combo of baby powder and chocolate. It was a matter of people recalling familiar scents and then being aroused by them. There's simply nothing quite like the trigger of scent to put you at a time and in a place. For him, the trigger of scent could push him back 30 years to when he was facing a girl whose back was to his high school bedroom mirror, her arms raised around his neck, and suddenly her summer sweat scent filled his head, and the blood rushed to his cock, and soon they were bare, and him on his knees, and then her, and then he was deep inside her, and that was the end of the innocence. And she couldn't quite grasp the effect her smell had upon him. So she'd shower it away, and he'd miss it, and he'd implore her to come and meet him next when she'd been running and sweating, unbathed and ripe. It was the way she smelled, and it was the way she looked and felt, too. Her riveting green eyes and her luscious lips and her full protruding ass. But it was really the way she smelled when she sweat, to the point it dripped from under her arms and it filled his head with thoughts that led to acts by bodies soaked and spent on hot summer afternoons. It was a time and place, summertime, parents away, teenage love and bloom. The vision of her honey-brown hair down her bare back and her swimmer-strong thighs spread, and that smile, things that would stay with him forever. It was a few years later, between lovers, he was on holiday in the sun of the South Pacific when he met a girl at Bondi Beach. They were there separately and found themselves together on a bench close enough to one another that he was sent back to that summer with the schoolgirl. Suddenly his head filled with a similar scent, and it was powerful, and his body responded exactly the same way, as if it were the same girl, his cock never harder than these moments. And then he never smelled anything quite like it again, until last week. It was another park, another Sunday, not a cloud in the sky, sticky hot. He's baking on a blanket, facing the bay, and watching a dirty, blonde, wavy-haired woman, cross-legged on a towel, her profile facing him. She was facing a red-headed friend, and they were laughing and telling stories and talking with their hands. 
and giggling at the absurdity of the pictures they were painting, dating stories, more like online dating nightmares. Then the intensity of the sun pushed them onto their feet, and he watched as they made their way toward the water and went in, a bit above their waist, to cool off. They continued telling each other stories, the sound traveling on water as it does, and he continued listening. They were immensely cute the way they related and threw their heads back as though they'd been on the same dates with the same guys. And as the air got hotter still, sweat dripped down their foreheads, and they ventured out further, diving under, kicking towards the floating deck a hundred yards closer to the sun, and up they pulled their bodies, putting themselves on their backs, on the wooden planks of the deck, and talking some more, but more quietly now. He smiled and packed up his things and took his thoughts about the blonde and the redhead home with him. Then, in the middle of that night, there they were in his dream. The kind of dream that takes you right to the moment of something profoundly sexy. And then you wake up and think, oh my God, if only I could get back to that. And so you close your eyes and try, but to no avail. And when he opened his eyes again, it was holiday Monday. And around noon, when the sun had returned to its highest spot in the sky, he went back and found a spot and laid himself down and pushed the buds into his ears and played some music and closed his eyes to daydream. And while he did, the grass around him became checkered with blankets and towels and like-minded souls soaking up the heat of the summer sun. When he opened his eyes, there she was. Dirty, blonde, wavy hair was back, alone this time, maybe 25 feet away, standing as she was, surveying her head off into the distance towards boats that were looking for a breeze on the bay. She spread out her indigo blue blanket and kicked off her flip-flops and sat with knees up and arms around them. She checked her phone and then she set it down. She pulled jean shorts off her fit long legs and slipped out of a white tank top, put the clothing in her bag and stretched her bikini body out laying back with hands behind her head, and she gave a deep sigh. It was decidedly even hotter than yesterday, and she loved the feeling of this much heat in the early part of summer. She leaned left and pulled a stainless steel vessel out of her bag and put it to her lips, sipping. And then after pushing her wavy blonde locks up on top of her head with a tie, she rested it upon the blanket and welcomed more heat. He, with his eyes protected from the glare of the sun, hidden by shades, laid himself back and nodded off. Having no idea how long he'd been out, when he opened his eyes again and lifted up his head, the blue blanket was still there, but it was empty. And just as he noticed, a voice. You're here again. Apparently she had noticed him yesterday. He responded, no place I'd rather be. What a day, right? What a weekend, he shot back. She said, I'm so hot, though, I'm going to have to go get wet soon. Don't you swim? He said, I do, but not in this cold water. She said, big baby. He said, I just know what I like. Oh, really? What do you like? He responded, where to start? She said, always start at the top. And so he began, well, warm water, for one. She laughed and said, that much is clear. What else? He said, I like the color of your hair. She said, really? He said, how could I not? She changed the subject. You thirsty? I've got cold water holding up her stainless steel thermos. The cold water passed his lips. She continued, Come with me if you want to move up a bit to my blue blanket, and you can continue with your list. He grinned, stood up, gathered up his blanket and things. Together they walked the 25 feet to where her things were, 
and she said, we can share mine, straightening out the blue blanket and then slipping off her jean shorts, extending her hand, motioning for him to join. And she put herself next to him at a bit of a distance and sat and so did he. And she lifted her top over her head and she warned, it's a perfect day, but don't let it fool you. Forecast says it'll cloud over at some point this afternoon, rain. As they faced the water and the glaring sun beat down upon their bodies, she continued, So go on, you like my hair. As she pulled the elastic from it and gave it a shake, he replied, Dirty blonde, what's not to like? And you know what else I like even more? The combination of that and your dark eyebrows. It was his favorite. Really, she said, that's new on me. Go on. He laughed at her insistence and said, You're going to have to help me with this one. She said, how do you mean? He said, take off your glasses. And so she did, and he was fixed on her eyes, and he told her so. I love your green eyes. Her smile grew wide, and she thanked him. He continued, there's some great songs about green eyes. She said, tell me. He started in with green-eyed lady, lovely lady. Strolling slowly towards the sun, green-eyed lady, ocean lady, soothing every raging wave that comes. She grinned and responded, that kind of talk will get you everywhere. Adding, I know that song, Sugar, he finished it for, Sugar Loaf. It was the summer of 1970, number three in the U.S., number one in Canada. He said, okay, how about something from this century? Honey, you are a rock upon which I stand, and I've come here to talk, I hope you understand. She laughed and said, oh, I understand. Song lyrics as panty removers go on. He laughed and gave up another verse, saying, here's the best part. Green eyes, the spotlight shines upon you, and how could anybody deny you? She smiled and raised her eyebrows, prompting more, and he continued, I came here with a load, and it feels so much lighter now I've met you. She questioned, you're a songwriter? And he gave credit where due. That one's actually Chris Martin. Me, I'm just an addict for the music, and obviously green eyes. She said, oh my God, music is everything to me too, but sometimes when I'm here, I just want to hear the pounding of the waves on the shore. The sound of nature it just can't be beat. He nodded and said, that I understand. Adding, the only thing better than a day at the beach is a day at a nude beach. She said, like wreck beach in Vancouver? He said, yeah, like that, and like red sand beach in Nelson, B.C., and she added Hamlin's Point in Toronto, that place I miss, the air on your body and walking up and down the beach, knowing that eyes are upon you and not really giving a fuck because you're free and nobody's going to tell you you can't, and then finding a spot to yourselves and getting a tan and maybe getting fucked. So I hear, she laughed. He laughed too and said, it's true, blondes do have more fun. And then at the very same time, they laid upon their sides and faced one another heads upon elbows, and they laughed at their timing. His eyes were incredibly blue and inherently sensitive to the light, and they were hidden by shades so they wouldn't water. He was enjoying taking in her grins and giggles. Made him smile the way her eyes squinted and got big with her playful expressions, including when she suddenly demanded, take them off. Your glasses, I can't talk to you if I can't see your eyes. And so he took them off, half-jokingly saying, but now my eyes will have to behave themselves, and it ain't going to be easy around you. 
She got a bit serious and said, What if I tell you your eyes can go wherever they want? I'm not going to be offended. Life is short. Enjoy it. Besides which, you already made it known how you feel about my eyes. So look wherever you like. Her tone and her sincerity and her attitude he liked a lot. The sparkle in her eyes was the icing on the cake. And her dirty, blonde, wavy hair looked as though she might have just rolled out of bed and showed up at the beach and it was sexy. It crept halfway down her back when she pushed it back and he imagined it falling down upon her breasts, too. They were laying at a distance from one another, like friends might be, but they were close enough to feel the energy and it was relaxed and curious. So, she said speculatively, you don't go in the water because it's too cold, so you don't wear a bathing suit to the beach. He shot back, is it a beach, though, if there's no sand? As he glanced toward the flat rock shoreline, she said, no, there's sand beyond the rock. In fact, it's a perfectly sandy bottom. He played back, your bottom's perfectly sandy. She said, well, I do like a firm bottom, but she didn't answer. What's under your jeans, and who wears jeans on such a hot day anyway? He said, a guy who rides motorbike. She said, where's your helmet? He said, it's sitting on my mirror. And then he undid the button on his jeans and said, you know what, you're right. Hadn't really planned to lay out for long. I was just taking a break. Fell asleep, and then you appeared, and here we are on a blue blanket. Then he pulled his pants down over his ass and off and declared, this is as close to a bathing suit as it's going to get. She said, those are underwear. He said, so you like them. His cock started rising, and it wasn't lost on her. She said, I could get used to them. He paused and looked at her and said, tell me about you. Well, I can tell you that yesterday I noticed you'd left, and I didn't stay much longer after that, and my friend and I, the redhead? Yeah, the redhead, Rebecca and I, went back to hers. And we were hungry, but we were horny, too, and before dinner we made each other come. And it was sexy as fuck, and then we ate, and we retired from the sunny day, and I went to bed, craving cock. And I used my dildo, and it filled me up, but not quite in the way I wished. And then today, you, here, and he gasped a bit and said, no beating around the bush with you, so to speak. She grinned as she watched him grow bigger than her dildo. And she said, Rebecca just texted me, and she's got a date tonight. He said, another girl? No, a guy. We're both bi, and sometimes we play, but mostly just the two of us, and then we do our own thing with men. He said, what's the sexiest thing you've done with a man in the last 90 days? She pondered for a second and started in. Two weeks ago, I was walking by the shops on my way to the parking lot in behind, and it poured rain, hard, and I thought I should probably just keep going, but instinctively I ducked into a shop, a flower place, and there wasn't anyone else there except a guy who was about to close up. And he said, take your time, and it doesn't appear it's going to slow down anytime soon. And he didn't look familiar, so I asked him how long he'd been working there, and he said he just got the gig two weeks prior, having moved up from the city. It was his mom's place, and he came to help out on Saturdays. And he was young, and he was hot as fuck. And I was wet, not only from the rain, but the feeling the rain gives me. And I just stood there looking out as the rain pelted the passing cars and filled the streets, and I glanced at him, and I guess he saw it in my face, I don't know. I just didn't want to leave, and I didn't have to, and he could see that. And then he brushed by me and said, I have to lock it, but you don't have to go. And I said, good. Then as he walked toward the counter, my eyes sort of took his clothes off, and it was like he knew. 
because when he got there, he came right out and said it with his finger, come. And so I did, and it was right out of the movies. He was sweet, but he was self-assured, and he held my face in his hands, and he kissed me, and I was a puddle. And then I let him do whatever he wanted. What did he want? He said, take your coat off, so I did. And he peeled my T-shirt over my head for me. And then? And then his hands took my breasts. His mouth, too. And then he yanked my yoga pants down around my ankles. And got on his knees and pulled my underwear to the side with one hand and gripped one breast with the other and tongued my lips and clit for about ten, fifteen minutes, I swear. My knees were weak and I was dripping into his mouth. And then I erupted and squirted and gushed all over his face my legs trembling as he dragged me up. The whole time the rain beat down upon the skylight above us. And just when my body stopped visibly pulsating, he pushed the palm of his hand against the mound between my legs, resting his fingertips just inside me. And he took his other hand and fingered me lightly from behind. He couldn't get enough of me, and I let him, and I told him, fuck me now. And so he turned me around and I bent my body and thrust my ass to him and gripped the counter and he was inside me like a shot and he thrust his perfect cock up and into me. And he drove in hard until I could feel he could explode at any time when I told him don't. And I turned around and fell to my knees and he shot every drop into my waiting mouth. And I felt more alive in that moment than I had all year. Her story left him speechless. She laughed and said, too much information? He laughed along with her and said, I hope he sent you off with flowers. She said, oh, he sent me off, walking a bit funny, and with the feeling I'd be back another day around closing time. They laughed some more, and they fell on their backs side by side and gave in to their imaginations for a moment or two. And then she inched her way along the blanket a bit closer, closer than they'd yet been. There it was from the heat and probably from the way her story got her worked up. The smell under her arms was all around him. And it filled his head and the blood raced into his cock and all he wanted to be was inside of her. He knew she had no idea the impact her scent had upon him, but he couldn't contain himself about that and he blurted it out. Man, you smell good. I need you to kiss me. And so she did. From above, she locked his mouth with hers and she could have easily mounted him right then and there were they not in the middle of the grass in a public place. So they kept kissing, and their smells together made the blood in her cunt flow too. And it became painfully evident it was time for a change of scenery. And so they paused, and he stated what she knew was true. We need to go somewhere. She said anywhere but here. And so she pulled her shorts over her bikini bottoms and pulled the tank top down over her shoulders. He pulled on his jeans and t-shirt. She her flip-flops, he his motorcycle boots. She folded the blanket and into the bag it went. They stood facing one another and shared what was left of the cold water in the thermos. And then she said, take me somewhere and take care of this puddle and I'll take care of that. As her hand pressed against his crotch. And he said, come then. Off they went. In a southwest direction that rose towards tall trees in the distance and they made their way to a trailhead of hard-packed ground that led them into a forest. The path gently wound its way through pines and firs and spruce, and large rocks jutted here and there. 
and they came upon a stream that flowed from the hills above to the bay below. And because most everyone was at or on the bay, it was peaceful along the path. They passed only a few hikers as they kept traveling. Then suddenly the trees broke and a plateau presented itself, with green grasses dotted with wild flowers. And then overhead, that morning's forecast came true as rain began pouring from the sky. The ground beneath their feet and the rocks along the path gave up steam. And he said, it's like that flower shop all over again. And she said, only better. Then he said this way, taking her hand and veering off the beaten path so they could walk along the riverbank. They'd been this way before, but not with the feverish pitch that pushed them further. Toward a sound that grew with every step until it was almost deafening and falling from three stories above, hammering down upon and gushing over the rocks below, a waterfall, with a relatively serene pool at its base, dimpled by the steady falling rain. They dropped their things onto the large flat rock surface beneath them, and her hands worked underneath her shirt and she pulled her bikini top away, discarding it on the rock, while his hands slid her bottoms down, shorts and bikini all in one. She stepped out of them, then her hands yanked open the button of his jeans, and she yanked them down. As he kicked off his boots and ripped off his shirt, the rain had soaked their hair and water streamed down their faces. All that was between their bodies and the world now was the sheer cotton of her top soaked as it was, revealing the bumps around her erect nipples, her areola the size and color of which he found astonishingly sexy, each three inches across and bronze and she brought her hands up, and she cupped each of her tits with a sort of pride and presentation like she was making an offering, and he accepted by grabbing the top edge of the material and pulling hard left and right, tearing the tank top in two. And the sight of her full and well-separated tits was a sight to behold. His head dropped down, his mouth took one and then the other, his hands assisting, and the rain made his tongue slip and slide all around and her hands had fallen and wrapped themselves around his ass, holding both cheeks tightly, her nails digging in. He extended his right hand around to her ass, and his left hand kept working her tits, while his mouth met hers in the wet of the rain, and the spit swirled about their hungry mouths and diving tongues. Her right hand had remained clamped to his ass, and the other hand gripped his cock. She fingered around its head and rubbed the most tender spot just below the head, as if it were her own, so skillfully teasing and bringing to a low boil his cum-filled balls. Their senses were raging as the waterfall pounded and the raindrops pelted, and then she pushed him back and started steering him toward a rock, directed him up to sit, his crotch the same level as her face, and she took it into her mouth and sucked, sensing that the harder she did, the more he would crave a different hole, and as she stroked it with her lips... He did crave the spot between her legs, and he pushed her back, this time steering her off the rocks and onto the earth, towards a broad tree. Then he turned her around and bent her at the waist, and she gripped the trunk, and he slid his thickness into her dripping tight lips, and slowly pumped, holding himself all the way inside her for a couple of seconds before pulling out and back in, and again, and again. And it felt so good for them both but they both sensed what they really needed next. The weight and the tension of one another's bodies entwined, and so, in a singular motion as he withdrew his cock, he turned her around and gripped underneath her ass and lifted her up, and her legs wrapped around him as he entered her again. 
and gave her a few good pumps before carefully laying her upon the ground, still inside her, and resuming the thrusts. The steaming ground beneath her was wet and warm on her back, and her ass slid up and down in the mud, and the boughs of the pines swayed, and the falls crashed, and her cunt throbbed, as his cock swelled to a new level of thickness and length. Her tits in his mouth made it so, and he really needed to hear and see her come, and sense the best path toward that was flipping her on top of him, and so he did, and she arched, and she rode and he reached to his sides and scraped the ground and smeared the mud all over her perfect tits, and their mouths met and their tongues dove, and suddenly she held steady and firm, and she shuddered as she came hard and long. And just as she did, he exploded inside her, gripping her ass tightly, as his cum shot into her again and again until he was drained. And then they lay there, and they laughed, and he said, "'Kiss me, green eyes.' And she did. And the rain stopped, and the sun came back out. Come on, let's go to the blue hotel. Please take me back to the blue hotel. The Blue Hotel Podcast, just about every Thursday at midnight Eastern. Follow, listen, enjoy, rate, review, share, repeat. Till next time, I'm Jeff Woods. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.